welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, brought to you by the American Business Council. Uh, the Business Exchange is a bi-weekly program where business executives and industry experts across the uh, economy share perspectives on how business works and then they also share deep dive into the biggest stories in their space, um, when I mean space, business, policy issues um, at all. Our guests will also make bold predictions in their specific sector. So um, today uh, we are going to be focusing on the ecosystem restoration as a way to bring to the fore the World Environment Day that was just recently celebrated on the 5th of June uh, with themes Reimagine, Recreate, Restore. Our guests will share what her organization does in ensuring that their products do not impact the environment negatively, uh, best practices um, on building sustainable ecosystems that would ensure this restoration we're talking about, and also uh, perhaps um, share her perspectives on the call to action thoughts, um, you know, by the federal government and also by the private um, sector. And so uh, before I would I would hold on to the very last minute to share who our guest is. Um, just to mention that when we talk about ecosystem restoration, we're really talking about preventing, halting and reversing this damage um, to go from uh, exploiting nature to actually healing nature and making nature a lot more vibrant. You know, um, I just today I had to, I looked through my plants and I just saw that a lot of you know grasses were growing under my plants and I did all I could really to clean up as much as I, I, I can so that the, the plant itself can breathe. So, I mean, we do our only two things and our only two way to ensure that we we heal and make our, our plants, you know, a lot more vibrant and the whole of nature really. So this year's World Environment Day was uh, the precursor to the UN Decade on Ecosystem Restoration 2021 to 2030, which is a global mission to revive billions of hectares from forests to farmlands, from tops of mountains to the depths of the sea. And even at the G7, I hear that CEOs remain really unanimous in the call for the reduction of carbon emission and the uh, derailers that impact you know, climate change. So... Um, uh, we could go on and on. I know that also our deputy, uh, the deputy assistant secretary of state for African affairs, Akuna Cook, shared in the the last webinar we had with her that the Biden administration remains focused to um, you know, really, really um, look at all the issues that could impact climate change. To join us on this program, I would ask that you follow us on at ABC Council underscore NG if you're not operating out in Nigeria. And then to use the hashtag, hashtag how business works. And you can also send us a note on info at abcnig.com. Now to share who we have as guests. Our guest today is Amaka Onyemelukwe. She is the Director of Public Affairs, Communication and Sustainability for Africa at Coca-Cola. Amaka, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you um, for making out time to attend. I know your schedules are really uh, crazy. I know how it was to actually get you um, to, to join us today. Um, just to mention that Coca-Cola is a member of the American Business Council and um, that Amaka really, you know, does a lot of good work with us, um, you know, supporting the work we do. Uh, 
Amaka, can you just give us a sense um, to the people who are listening at home um, or at the offices, as the case may be, um, what you do and who you are? The background of yourself, please, Amaka. Okay, thank you so much once again. So my name is Amaka Onyemelope. I'm the Director for Public Affairs, Communications and Sustainability for Coca-Cola here in Nigeria. Uh, so I'm actually responsible for enabling sustainable business growth for the Coca-Cola company uh, by ensuring that we bring the Coca-Cola vision to life, which is actually to refresh the world and make a difference in society. So I lead strategic communications and stakeholder management as well as lead high impact sustainable programs that create shared value in our communities where we do business. So primarily uh, I'm responsible for making sure uh, that uh, a social license operates its intact in Nigeria. And prior to join, uh, working as a Coca at the Coca-Cola company, I had worked with Philip Morris International uh, and in my capacity in Philip Morris, I was responsible for making sure that for leading government engagement and also making sure that um, the company's um, governance is in place. And then, of course, uh, I'm a pharmacist by profession uh, and by training. Uh, so I started my professional career with Novartis Pharma Services, uh, where I worked for all, uh, a period of eight to ten years. Uh, uh, championing the registration of various life-saving medicines from malaria to oncology to hypertension to diabetes uh, in, in the West Africa, in the English-speaking West Africa. So I'm actually very passionate about sustainable development, and that is why the topic we are handling today, it's such a touch point uh, for me. I just want to touch base on what we are doing under the Collect Pillar. Um, for us in the Collect Pillar, uh, we have an ambitious goal to enable the collection of equivalent of every product we put in the market by 2030. And today we are working with more than 12 NGOs uh, to create awareness on how people and where people can recycle. And also um, on the Partner Pillar, what we have seen is that um, it's a collective responsibility like you earlier hinted on. Uh, we started this evolution with four founding members. Uh, and today we have evolved to 17 member companies coming together and championing the producer responsibility organization uh, that would take care of food and packaging waste in Nigeria. So we have big corporates like uh, Nestle, um, Nigerian Brewers, uh, the Diageo, which is the Guinness Nigeria, Unilever. Uh, a lot of big multinationals have actually come together. And this is something that is very unique because despite being a competitive competitors in the marketplace. Uh, this is one area that we have come together uh, to join hands for social good. And this is a phenomenal work and evolution with, we wish to see to create change in this regard. And that is something that um, the Coca-Cola co company has led uh, since 2012, and we have made significant progress in this regard. Okay, okay that, that that's great. I, I don't want to go into um, because that would take us out of our conversation, but you've really moved in different um, space. But I, I like the word you said, you know, refreshing the world, Coca-Cola refreshing the world. Uh, I like the world. The issue about refreshing is, is really something we're um, kind of running around in terms of a theme, restore, you know, um, make fresh, renew. Um, so, but, but the reality <laughs> is that in Nigeria, we generate a lot of waste. Um, from the research my team, um, you know, put together, I, 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 we observe that we have 
32 million tons of waste every year in Nigeria, of which 2.5% of these is plastic waste. And, um, you know, we know that the country's disposal, recycling and waste management system is certainly an area that needs improvement, um, to say this really mildly, uh, dealing with both plastic and non-plastic waste, you know. Um, most of the waste, you know, about 70% end up in landfills, in sewers, in beaches, in our sea. And there, there is a shared responsibility really between the consumers and the manufacturers in terms of, you know, um, this ecosystem restoration we're talking about, especially in relation to plastic or plastics. What is the private sector doing? And specifically, what are you, what is Coca-Cola doing, you know, in this regard? Thank, thank you so much. I, I, I really like the clause that this actually it's a collective responsibility because um, really it's not just in Nigeria. The, the packaging, the world is actually grappling with um, waste generally, especially the packaging waste. And of course, when you bring it to the issue of climate change, um, that has also made it a great focus where our company is actually looking critically and taking leadership position on. So um, our company and our bottling partner, which is Nigerian Bottling Company here in Nigeria, is actually taking a hard look at the packaging we use and how we can drive change. So we're implementing various innovative um, initiatives around Nigeria specifically. And actually this evolution started as far back as 2005, when of course um, you, you, you bear with me that uh, before then, uh, we had what we call the returnable glass bottles for our packaging material where people consume the beverages and they are able to return it back to us. But in 2005, we saw a significant change to consumer behavior where people are asking for one-way pack. And then we actually um, foresee the future, if I may use the word, to, to know that in the years to come, that will become a significant challenge that we have to grapple with with the environment. And of course, that is indeed where we are today. Uh, so as far back as 2005, the Coca-Cola company here in Nigeria had uh, a partnership with a foremost recycling company in Nigeria known as Alchem, where we made a 1.6 million investment to ensure that the plastic bottles today that we use for our beverage packaging are actually collected and recycled into fiber. Wow. That company is still very much available uh, and is recycling bottles uh, to date. That partnership saw the evolution of one over 1 billion bottles recycled with 24 collection centers set up. But then we discovered that this is a problem that is bigger than us and that we can't do it alone. Because what we saw that a lot of new entrants, we are just coming into the market with only one way pack, unlike ourselves and one other company, which is 7-Up Bottling Company, by the way, that only have a returnable glass bottle in its portfolio today. Every other new entrant, over 200 companies in Nigeria who has one water portfolio or the others like the CSD, is also we've seen the most category also entering into the one-way pack like plastic are all bottling in one-way pack which is the PET uh, or the plastic bottle that we are all used to and this has created enormous challenge for us in Nigeria where there is a deficit of recycling infrastructure so what did we do um, as a at a global scale so we launched what we call the world without waste in 2018 we are our CEO uh, was at the World Economic Forum and made an open commitment that we are going to approach um, the issues around packaging waste under three pillars. 
The first is on our design. The second is on our collect, and the last is on the, on the partner. So on the design pillar, this is primarily the way we make our bottles. We are working to make actually better bottles for the future. If I were looking at a time where people would actually drink Coke and actually show the bottle, that is where we are going. <laughs> That's a, that's a good that's a very good one just just so that i jump in um uh, just uh, because you did mention um i mean obviously Coca-Cola is a is a u.s company but with a very deep roots in nigeria i've been here um has been in this country since uh, since the independence of the country or perhaps even before if i'm not uh, if i'm not sure um but but uh we do know that the current um Biden administration is pretty focused, President Biden's administration is pretty focused on climate change. Um, is there any special program that's coming, um, you know, um, as, as a global Coca-Cola project that ties to this overarching, um, you know, interest and view of, of um, the current administration? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, of course, we are we are paying great attention, and of course, as also being leader in the sector. So, we have what we call the new science-based targets, uh, where we have we've set us for ourselves a, a science-based target to reduce our greenhouse emission uh, by 25% across our entire value chain by 2030. So, mm. what we mean by this is basically compared to our baseline of 2015, it's actually to evaluate our total value chain today. Uh, from we have almost like three scopes: the direct emissions or the ones that fall on, onto the direct emissions, uh, by the one that we control, and of course the indirect one, for example, that also comes from for um, the assets we place in trade from our refrigerations or our chillers or coolers, as some markets will call it, uh, to our trucks, for example, which is indirect. Sometimes are owned by third parties, but they are responsible for transporting our beverages um, from one or distribution of our beverages uh, to all the indirect emissions from how we do business, our factories, from our third party companies. We are tracking to ensure that the total reduction of gas emissions that we, we do as a business. And this means that we are not going to do it alone. Uh, we are present in over 200 countries. We have 200 uh, over 200 partners as well because as you know we are uh, we have a, a unique model where we primarily focus on our core competence and then we have bottling operations that actually yeah. manufacture and distribute our beverages meaning okay. that we have a, we are a place of influence to influence what those partners do on a day-to-day -to, -day to ensure that collectively we reduce our emission by 25 percent which is in line with the u.s um uh, climate um change a, a target and also a total industry fantastic fantastic so um i i hear the bells ringing as always that we are running against time um can you just share in terms of um best policies so it's, this is going to be a double barrel question really can you share some best practice in terms of policy initiatives that can help drive ecosystem restoration in Nigeria and, you know, as well as maybe a call to action by policymakers and private sectors. That is one part. The second is, you know, obviously, what do you see? How do you see, um, you know, this whole conversation on ecosystem restoration in the next, like, you know, two or three years? <laughs> so, so on the policy side, actually, I believe that the EPR, so when we say EPR is a, um, Extended producer responsibility is the way to go. We have it in Nigeria. The only thing that they are not being implemented 
Um, that is an area of opportunity because if well implemented, our brand owners and manufacturers will be responsible for what happens to the end of life of their products. Uh, that is critical in ensuring that we move the needle in terms of this area. Another critical factor is also having standards in place to enable the use of um, food grade or recycled content in packaging because today the focus is everybody uses virgin materials. If those materials have to be reused again, there has to be a standard, an industry standard that allows their use, which we believe would drive uh, the whole reuse uh, and reduce the amount of waste that we introduce to the environment on a day-to-day -day basis. And of course, um, the major and critical driver is the government should actually live by providing incentives to enable companies in this area or in this sector. We've seen that happening in Ghana where they have a, a seven years um, incentive for people who are actually in the recycling value chain to enable that sector because this is a sector that is capable of driving job creation, bringing in FDI into the countries and also enabling uh, more economic opportunities because nothing is waste really, it is someone else raw material. And by the time we, act, we do this actively, um, we are going to be able to have a much more um, circular, circularity that will enable climate change. And on the second bit, uh, in terms of where the, I'll see in the next two to three years, uh, we've discussed for over a long time, I believe that the time is now to act We've seen an evolution happening, for example, in the packaging or plastic waste management sector. And in the next three years, I see our national collection moving up to up to 50%. And that will be the look of success, uh, even on the industry. So we've seen companies getting more involved and participatory to be able to ensure that um, it's a collective responsibility, really. And that is the approach I'm seeing. And I, I'm very ambitious that um, Nigeria will not be left out in the whole discussions on the climate change action. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Amaka. You know, I, I really like the fact that you said that, you know, someone's waste is another one person's gain or somebody else's, um, you know, tool to work. And I, I think that where, where, where we begin to pull together, you know, um, people who are into the business of, you know, waste collection in a way and manner that would uh, translate waste into something um, worthwhile, uh, non-governmental organizations that are able to do that and even uh, startups who are into that space when we begin to do this kinds of marching um, this would really um, go a long way um, to ensuring that we we meet those goals and this um, you know thoughts that you you, you shared and I, I I think this is one area that American Business Council would begin to look at or you know we are looking at um, kind of focusing on as we move on but uh, sadly, as always, we have uh, come to the end of uh, this show and uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and Spotify. And for further details of our guests, visit our website's podcast page on www.abcnig.com. And so, dear audience at home and uh, you know virtual offices at this point, uh, we'll see you next time, same place, same virtual place uh, on Tuesday to 29th of June. Thank you for listening.